What I want to share with your great community is that I was a skeptic of coaching before I got started. And I think that maybe some some lovelies may feel that way. So I really want to I, I really want to speak to that. You're listening to the Hello Lovely podcast with Christy Williams, episode 75. Hello, lovelies. I have got a special episode for you today. We'll be interviewing a lovely client, Chelsea Landrum, who is going to walk you through her journey so far. She still has so many beautiful things in store for her, but today we're celebrating the present and the work she's put in to be right here and these results that she's created. I know this episode will encourage you to linger in the celebration of the own beautiful things you're accomplishing. We'll also be covering the topic, the skill of motivation. Does that seem like a skill to you? Chelsea will be sharing her thoughts on that and what she realized after living the program. We'll be sharing some of the challenges when motivation doesn't seem to be around when you want it and how she is living in the routine she's always wanted now. So without further ado, here we go. So here we are. So Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? (laughs) Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So introduce yourself so the lovelies can meet you. So um, I am Chelsea. I have known um, the lovely Miss Christy Williams for a while, um, but I have been working with her with one-on-one coaching since April. So um, that is my kind of introduction to, to working with you. It's been quite a few months and a lot has happened in that amount of time. Yes, which we are going to totally capture today on this episode. So excited to have you. Yeah. And to give everyone just an idea of where we are in the stream of time, Chelsea started in April. This is year 2022. And right now it is July, right? But that leads in nicely with why you did decide to start working together. What would you say your reason was? Sure. Good question. Um, I was, I was in a point where things were feeling a little stagnant. Um, My routine was not quite what I wanted it to be. And I had things going day to day. I had a to-do list every day and half of the things on my to-do list were not getting marked off. I was finding that I didn't have enough time in the day to do everything that I wanted to do. I was cutting things here and there to try to fit things in, but my schedule just was not what I wanted. I was feeling a lack of motivation for those things that I wanted to do. And so I got to a point where I knew I needed a little bit of help with that. And so I got started here and um, was, was looking for how to motivate myself to get the things I really wanted to get done, done. You were cutting things from your schedule, like while you were trying to get things done. And some of those things you were cutting were actually things you, the ones you really wanted. Yeah. Tell me about that. Absolutely. I think in trying to find time for things that I wanted to do, things that I knew would make me a better, happier person, I was cutting other things that were already making me a happy person. So what a, what a terrible balance and what a, what a challenge to try to figure out how could I, it was really a question of how can I do it all in a way that was somehow still balanced, which kind of sounds a little bit backwards, Mm -hmm. but in 
it's not. It, it was a matter of I had things on my list that I had to do. I had things on my list that I wanted to do. I had I wanted downtime and relaxing time. And it felt like there was no possible way that that could all fit into a single day. It just sounded impossible. Yeah, which is why it's so exciting when to, you know, to meet you, you know, at this place. It's so possible. Like, not only is it possible, you really become like lined up with who you are as a person already. Like you said, you really wanted to be a better, a happier person. And it's like, you're already such a whole solid woman when we met, no matter what has happened. And it's like, when you start living in this schedule, you've always wanted, you just line up with that person, like who you are already. It's just kind of taking out the funk and being like, ah, this is really what I wanted. And just knowing how to bridge that gap. Absolutely. Bridging a gap is such a good way to put it because that was where that was where the the stagnant feeling was, was in that gap. So that was what I needed a little bit of guidance on how how to bridge that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so it's so fun. I was looking back at what you wanted and how you were like defining your schedule in the beginning. And one thing you said that you wanted was this perfect day in mind that you could see so clearly that you idealized it, it was effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, idealized it is a, is a great word um, to attach to it. I am such a big fan of lists and hopeful scheduling. And I have a planner that I love. I'm very attached to, and I have habit trackers. I'm constantly creating these documents, creating lists, writing things down, um, which makes me feel great to do those things. But I was constantly, constantly doing it in an ideal way. Here is my perfect day. And on Mm -hmm. Monday, I'm going to start it and I'm never going to look back. So let me put down the 50 items in a day that I want to accomplish to have that effortless, perfect day and something's just going to happen Monday and it's, it's all going to work out and I'm going to just do it all. Yeah. And Tuesday when that didn't happen, I was devastated and okay, I'll try again on Monday. That that's been the cycle for a long time. And it was this hope of having that day be, like you said, be effortless. It just would show up at my doorstep. I would grab onto this day and, and off we'd go. Yes, so beautiful. And you know, you're you're not alone in this. Like this is the experience of so many women, self-included, which is how I found this work as well. It was a big piece of what I wanted to do. That frustration where there's conversation when you talk about, oh, I want to do this, or I'm gonna start today, even. And it's not like we don't mean it. I I think the painful part is because we mean it so deeply, but it doesn't happen. And there's a key part that we play in it and it's not a character flaw. It's a knowledge gap. Right. Absolutely. It was never, even though it, it was idealized a little bit in my mind, it was never something that I was dreaming of that I didn't expect to happen. When I wrote those lists, when I made that habit tracker, it was with all intention of it happening. Absolutely. So it's almost from what you're saying, it's almost like the idealized part is the magic wand part, the part where it feels like it will happen with no effort and I'll just magically wake up and always have motivation. Isn't that what we're all always looking for? No matter what 
problem we're having or what thing we want to change about ourselves, we are always looking for the magic wand. Um, that's where the word effortless came into as my vocabulary as well, because that comes along with the magic wand. There has to be something. Wave it. Create this for me. And that that's what I was looking for. <laughs> yes, totally. Hand raise. How many of you lovelies feel like Chelsea? Yeah, we just want this. Yeah. So looking back. Do how do you how would you say that that holds you back when you have that expectation or even that wish that it will just magically happen? Absolutely. I think that the way that it held me back was expecting to wake up with motivation. Because as I think we've all experienced, that does happen some days. We wake up and we are ready to tackle everything on our list with full force. And we do. We have that great day where we accomplish so much. And so that must be it. I must just have to have that thing every day. Something must cause it. And I, that's what I'm looking for. So when that didn't happen, when I did wake up and want to hit the snooze button and want to scroll on Instagram instead of doing a task on my to-do list, it was like, well, I guess today's not that motivation day. And so I would release myself into that. So that was holding me back. Um, in so many ways, because it was just something that I expected to occur. And when it didn't occur, well, okay, not today, then that that was where I was, I was holding myself back was that expectation. Yeah, and I think that is so understandable. Because it does feel it truly feels like until that gap is bridged, it truly does feel that if I do have motivation on these days, why don't I have it on these? Is it me? Well, I have to just release myself into this because this is just the way it goes without like, and that just ends there. Mm-hmm. And even though you're still accomplishing and producing or, or you're still accomplishing things in your day, it's just the way you want to live in it is not happening. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I wanted that routine. I wanted every day to be that day. And when it wasn't happening, disappointment is what followed. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of like, okay, I'm going to jump ahead and then jump back. Kind of explain to us your routine now, because you, on a scale of one to 10, when I asked you in session, you said it's at a 10 in satisfaction. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your routine. What's changed for you? Absolutely. I think... Um, I think to answer that question, I kind of have to start with what my routine was before. Please. That was, if I had a task on my day, so I, I work full time. So of course, getting up and getting to work was a task on my list every day. And that was not something that I struggled with. I I got to work on time each day. However, (laughs) I work from home, so that commute is not long, but that often means getting up in enough time to splash a little water on my face and get my computer on. And so I got to work on time. I got to work like I needed to, but that was the beginning of my day. Uh Uh-oh, slept in again, hit the snooze button several times. Now let me get to work and then figure out anything else in the evening. 
do some cleaning tasks in the evening. Well, those didn't get done again. Work went over a little bit, you know, have all these commitments. So my routine was haphazard, I think is a good word to, to look at it. So now what has changed? I am up early in the morning. I have the most beautiful morning routine. I have the house to myself in the morning. I sit down with my water and my journal and my planner, my beloved planner that has gone everywhere with me for years is now getting used every day. (laughs) It's not an ornament anymore. It is an incredibly useful tool. And so I sit down in a quiet spot in my house and I plan my day. I do a little bit of Bible reading each morning, just a couple of minutes to go over a certain scripture and a little bit of of information in the morning. I plan my day in my planner. I write it all down. I have a moment of gratitude and I journal. This is my new love. (laughs) Journaling is my new love. That is something I love each morning, whether that's just kind of dumping all of my thoughts onto a page, or maybe I have something I need to work out with myself. Either way, I have a topic. I journal one to two pages each morning. And then I go, I move my body for 30 minutes. It's usually a walk. I go on a walk. I move my body. I come back home. I make my coffee, my breakfast, and then I'm ready to start work. At the same time I was starting work before, that time didn't get pushed later. I still start when I was starting before, but I've had a whole day now. I have had a whole day before starting work. I've taken time for myself. I have spent time with my thoughts and moved my body. Those two things alone, my mood each day, (laughs) things can go wrong. Of course, but starting my day in that way has made me so much more positive throughout the day. Um, And then the rest of my schedule is already planned out. Like I said, that's part of my morning routine. So I just have to go through that list. Okay, well, what am I doing at one o'clock? What am I doing at three o'clock? What evening tasks do I have? And it everything feels so much more intentional. Like I said, this was a, a routine that I've imagined and idealized for a while. So to see that that is now just my every, my everyday routine is absolutely incredible. Yes. It's not just more tasks you're doing now in the morning, like just more to do. Like, how are you feeling? If you had to describe the way you feel now about carrying out your day, what would you say? It feels now that everything is so intentional, because I do, I think even hearing myself listing it, it does, it can just sound like, oh, I'm just accomplishing more tasks in the day. But that really is so much more than that, because I feel, I feel so positive. I feel so grounded that I can take that time, particularly the morning routine is, is the, the meat of, of my change. I feel grounded and positive and grateful to start the day with those feelings that carries on through the rest. Sometimes when I'm struggling to feel motivated, 
if I just start, <laughs> the motivation comes. When I mark how I feel accomplishing something, reaching a goal, practicing a routine that I have set up for myself, when I mark the success, when I mark the positive way that I feel, then that in turn creates motivation to repeat it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So it's a little bit of a cycle of you don't quite feel motivation. You do it anyway. That felt so good that there's the motivation. It showed up. <laughs> and then you can create that each each day. Yeah. And it it is not a magic wand, but it does feel really special, right? Like it is such a blessing to go through not feeling motivated, acknowledging it, not a problem. It's okay, even if it feels like a problem for a moment, mm -hmm. doing it, getting started, the motivation catches up with you. That's a special blessing. It's such a special, a special feeling. Yeah, it is. And it's because I can do it every day. That's, that is incredibly special that I don't have to rely on that popping up unexpectedly. Now it's something that is reliable and steadfast and I am in control of it now. Yeah. I love it. What a beautiful word, steadfast. It's such a special change that happens. It's such a difference in your experience in your life, your experience in your day, your experience carrying out tasks that sometimes it's hard to understand what that really feels like. Part of bridging that gap, like what we accomplish in the program, is the difference between logically understanding what it's like to accomplish those things and actually living in it and feeling so grounded. Like you're feeling grounded. You're feeling grateful. You're feeling like, oh, there's a challenge. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm stepping up to it. If it's meaningful and if not, we'll just let this go. <laughs> yeah. To have my day... The, the thing that was the hardest for me was waking up early. That was, that was where we started with our coaching session was Christy helped me wake up at yes. 7 a.m. To, to get these things done in the morning or to feel the way I want to feel. And so those first several times practicing rising earlier than my body was used to was very hard. And I didn't look forward to it. It doesn't, the feelings aren't, just immediately this feels great it it took it took effort it took practice um but like once once I hit my stride now the feelings are there that I'm looking forward to it I'm excited to start my day that way and it is not the drudgery that it seemed like it was going to be or it was maybe those first few times yes I love that I want to really mark what you're saying too because Getting a new perspective on getting up at seven, right? Because it's not getting up at seven. That's the goal, right? It's the attitude about getting up at seven. That's the goal. That's no small task, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a point to bring out that sometimes we can say to ourselves in those moments, it's just getting up at seven. Why can't I just do it? Which is so unmotivating, yeah? Mm, absolutely. So unmotivating. It really makes it about you as a person having a problem versus bridging that gap. 
-hmm. bridging that gap. So what we do in the program is we bring the attention to bridging the gap has nothing to do with any character flaws or your ability or your skills. I'm almost thinking of like a science experiment, like, like that a scientist like has, he's an expert at it now because he's practiced and he has all the tools, right? And you just stepping into the room, into the lab with the scientist, totally not getting it the first time and being like, it's me, right? But like, you didn't have the tools that you didn't get the knowledge. You weren't taught specific gap filling tools, (laughs) right? It's not about you. And it feels completely about you. Totally. (laughs) It even, you know, you can have this, this negative self-talk that it must be me. I, I must be lazy. I must not be a motivated person. Other people I know are getting up way earlier than seven. It has to be me. Yes. Yes. So good to bring out. So talking about the skills you've built, because the skill of motivation is something that was really big for you. Mm. In session, we talked about what are the skills you've built up when you were sharing your celebration? You said endurance is probably a big one and that the self-motivation was a new concept to you when we started working together. Can you speak more to that? Self-motivation was not a piece of my vocabulary. I didn't know that that was a thing because motivation to me was something that I woke up with every once in a while. (laughs) It wasn't something that could be created. It was a fleeting thing that I was thrilled if I could catch it in my hands. And when I did, I ran with it. And when I didn't have it, didn't have it, didn't catch it. And so to learn that 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 it that can happen. Motivation can just um, pop up like that. But that motivation was something that I could create was a brand new idea for me. I had never been exposed to that idea before. And to be quite honest, was incredibly skeptical <laughs> when it was first presented to me. Of course. Because how could something that I have been hoping for for so long be there all along? That can't be possible. Mm. (laughs) That can't be possible. And I, once I was presented with the idea of self-motivation, it still, it took a little while to, to take hold in me because the the information that you, you gave me and the task that you gave me was when I don't want to do something, acknowledge that, feel the feeling, acknowledge how I feel, mark it and do the thing anyway. And that, that just didn't seem like that was all there was to it. Yeah. <laughs> that to me, I thought, okay. And then what? And what about the next day? And what about the next day? What else do you have? And you said, well, just try it. <laughs> Feel the feeling. Be okay with that. Do it anyway. So if we're going back to the subject of getting up at seven 
or some days that's earlier, some days that's a little later, but let's seven is my median time. I would wake up and immediately start bargaining, reaching for the snooze alarm, immediately start bargaining and have a little conversation with myself. That's okay. It's okay that you feel tired, that you don't want to get out of the bed right now. That's okay. But let's get up. It was a conversation between me and my brain. Yes. And the, the point that I think was so incredible was telling myself, this is who we are now. Do it because this is who we are. This is who I want to be, but tell myself, this is who I am starting right now. And that was how self-motivation was created. Again, it seemed too good to be true. It seemed too simple, but once I tried it, It was a complete shift in the way that I thought, the way that I talked to myself. And now I understand that motivation is not just something I rely on popping up on its own. I can, I can create it. I'm in full control. Yes. How does that feel? I feel so powerful here while you're talking. Just so beautiful. I'm sure the lovelies are feeling all the feels as well. Um, which absolutely tag Miss Christy Williams on IG and shout out your gems to Chelsea from this week's episode. But how does it feel to be living that? Like not just saying, this is what I'm doing now, right? Like you are living, living this. It, you said it feels powerful and it does. It feels empowering that something that I wanted, I can create. That's, that is powerful. That, that something that I was just hoping would come along is now in my control and I have experienced that it's possible and it works. It works so well and not a lot of time. You mentioned earlier, I started this process in April and we're here in July and this is what my routine looks like. This is what my thinking is. That's a big change in a really short period of time. And your husband has even noticed, tell me, like your husband was like, what is happening? There were many days where he was the first one out of bed um, because we work together. So we both work from home. We're both starting work around the same time. And so there were some days, many days where he was the first (laughs) one out of bed. And now he's like, every day I wake up and you're gone. And you've done several things before I'm even out of bed. And he, it was, it was so lovely because he said, I know, I see what you're doing and I'm so proud of you because I know that you have been struggling with this goal for years. I have talked about waking up earlier for years and he said, I'm so proud of you. And also he noticed that I am in a much better mood all day, maybe not, not all day, but throughout the day, my mood is increased. And he said, I I can tell that it's the days it's when you started having time to yourself, accomplishing these things in the morning, having those slow mornings that you have always wanted. I can see the difference in you for the rest of the day. And it's a little bit of that body in motion stays in motion, not even just about the physical activity, but about the productivity and the positivity. They keep going because that's my, the way my day started. And he noticed it immediately. 
That is so fun. That is so fun. I know sometimes I'll even talk to Jay about, you know, new goals or have or like changes to my own routine. And I'm like, I really want to start doing this. He's like, isn't that something you're already doing? Like, cause he can see, right. People, people see, even if we don't tell them, this is something I need, I want to change about me because I want to be more aligned with really who I am and my priorities and everything. And even without speaking, just living it, people can see and it motivates them. Like we're working out together now. <laughs> Another story for sure. But yeah, it's almost like exchanging the magic wand for endurance. Mm, that's it. That is it. It building endurance to, to do the things that I want to do, to put in the work because it is work to put in the work and mark how good it feels to do it. That is where the endurance is built and it is contagious. (laughs) It really, really is contagious. Yeah. It is. You really like build up your energy. So a schedule that used to feel burdensome, lethargic, drudgery is now energizing partially because there's a look at like, what are you actually doing? Like, what are the actual tasks? Do they line up with your priorities and where you're going and who you are and all of that? But a big piece of it, a big piece of that gap we bridge is our, your approach, Mm -hmm. right? Your approach, your the skill of self-motivation, like the skill of endurance, like both of those are skill. Would you even say like before, did you look at endurance even as a skill? Not, not in this manner. You know, maybe if I think about endurance, I would think maybe more about um, physical endurance, building that up. Hey, I'm, if I'm going for a walk and I, I can walk one mile and I'm not too out of breath or I can go up this small hill. Well, next time, let me see if I can go a little more. I can go up a steeper hill. I would maybe think of endurance in that way, but not in this way. Um, I don't think I would have used that term to even describe what I wanted. I don't think I, that term would have come up, but to see now that it's actually a key part of continuing to grow, endurance can apply in so many parts of our life and is invaluable. Oh, it's such a gift. Yes. It's such a, a gift. Great way to describe it. Yeah. You... And so everyone, we won't get into this today because we are already having so many beautiful gems to share, but listen to last week's podcast on how endurance plays a role in your routine, because I go into detail into this topic about what endurance is and how actually the challenge makes you stronger. So check that out. We'll link it in the show notes. Would you say that just living this way now has an impact and benefits the people around you, like the people you touch? I think it very, very much does. Um, The fact that I can take time for myself each day to kind of line up what I want, what goal, what tasks do I want to accomplish today? What goals am I working on? If my day to day is to serve other people, which Um, I do quite a few things in my life, including my job and including my volunteer work that is to serve other people. That is where I find it most valuable. I am, I'm aligning myself with my priorities. I feel far less 
I always use the word hectic. I was, I felt hectic so much before. Um, and now when I step into a role where I need to be serving others, I feel grounded and at more at peace with myself. So then of course I can help other people in a much better way. So not only in serving people that way, but also in my relationships, it it absolutely is a benefit to living a life where my priorities are top of the list. Um, And then I'm more open to other things, more open in my relationships. And that's very much a valuable part of it. Yes. And I love that you say that because I think those that have a volunteer spirit doesn't mean that everything we do is going to be always voluntary in the sense that uh, we're not creating income or we have no goals of our own, anything like that. I'm talking about the volunteer spirit. When you have a volunteer spirit, which many of the lovelies do, most do, you're a giver, you're a visionary, you have ideas, you love doing things for people. And what happens is before bridging the gap, there's this idea like, well, maybe I have to stop doing so much for other people because I'm exhausted and my my schedule is hectic and I'm wiped out and I don't have the motivation. And that just takes away more from your authentic giving. So it's like, okay, so now I feel worse. <laughs> and I'm as much as I love the people I'm serving and like logically want to be doing what I'm doing, I'm not feeling the joy. Right. Right. Yeah, it's... When, when you are giving to other people, it is a little bit of, of taking care of yourself in conjunction to that. It it has to be so that you can, like you said, maintain that joy in giving. If you haven't kind of built yourself up first, what you don't have as much to give. So to do that in tandem is so important. And I now have the time for that. I have the mind space for that. And if I'm not feeling it that day, I can create the motivation to do it. And that all of those working together is is fantastic. And it pays off. It pays off for sure. Each, each little thing that I was working on felt like I was approaching a new level of a video game. You know, you, you have something to battle in this game. And as you do, you get, you gain more knowledge, right? You still, let's say you start a video game. You don't know what buttons to push. You don't know what you're doing yet, but once you get to level one and you figure it out, you get moved on to level two. Well, now you have the knowledge you learned in level one. So that has been how this process has felt for me. Each thing that I am tackling, each thing that I'm giving attention to and I'm doing thought work for, and I'm really searching within myself, each of those is giving me more strength to come to another one. And they have kind of been progressively a little larger and it gives me the confidence to approach the next goal. And the great thing about it is just like a video game. It's so fun each way. The process is enjoyable. 
when you say things like battle or work, I feel like that may make people think that there's a negative connotation, but it's not in the same way that a video, you're playing the video game because you want to, because it's fun. So this is the same thing. Yes, it's a battle. Yes, there's work involved. I'm getting tools, but it's all incredibly enjoyable and leading up to just the next goal, the next thing to tackle. But I have all of the tools in my backpack to tackle that next goal. Yes. Yeah. And I love how you said in session that any new habit, that's what it's going to take. Like you almost, you can feel and understand deeply now what it's going to take. Almost like I have all of the information from level one. Now I'm going into level two, whatever level, right? Because we get to pick what we call our goals and our routines. They can be levels in a game. They can be a journey, a path. And I think it's really fun to that you share your story with us because having it as a video game is such a new angle, but we each get to create, like, what are we calling this? Like, what fun way to approach it do we want to look at it? And tell me if you would say how much of an impact that has for the positive to look at something, to choose to look at something with that kind of approach. It really does. Um, when you can look at it in a fun way. When, when I started this, I had, I had goals that I wanted to reach. And I, I started the the journey of coaching because I was ready for that. I was ready to make a change. So seeing myself as ready and excited, starting that process was empowering, was exciting. Each week I'm doing a little bit of work and I'm excited to tell you about it and for you to continue the coaching process. So laying it out that way, almost in a linear way, like, like my talking about a video game, or I know we've talked about a roadmap before going on a journey. It's a little bit of, if you're imagining a path, And you're excited to keep going down it. You're excited. What am I going to find next? What am I going to find next? And so when you view it as that, instead of I have to work, I have to change myself. I'm not good as I am and I need a change. Shifting that into I am, I'm great as I am, but I can improve, I can make a change. There's something that I want in my life and I'm ready to go after that. And shifting that mindset completely changes the viewpoint of doing the work. So yeah, if you're listening to Chelsea share her story and you are resonating with this story, reach out for a consultation, go to misschristywilliams.com click on work with Christy and schedule. You can also tag me on Instagram, Miss Christy Williams. Ask me any questions you have about the program. It's very important for me to be here for the lovely community. I want to answer your questions. So reach out. But Chelsea, I think your example is such a beautiful one and your story is a successful one. And the beautiful thing is like, this is just the beginning. This is the, this is the beginning. So if you had to share something with the lovelies, maybe somebody who is where you are now, and now they just have new goals to get, or they're where you were when you first started with me, what would you share with the lovelies? What do you want to let them know today? 
Yeah, I think what I want to share with your great community is that I was a skeptic of coaching before I got started. And I think that maybe some some lovelies may feel <laughs> that way. So I really want to I, I really want to speak to that. I had been avidly consuming your content for a while. I was a huge fan of your Instagram. I had been listening to your podcast for about a year and a half before I was um, even ready to start talking about coaching. I had attended a couple of workshops that you had done quietly with my camera off. I was an observer for a while because I was a little skeptical. What, what can I get from this? And so what I want to tell them is that taking that first step and having a consultation and getting a feel for what the program is, because they may have some ideas of what the program is, but to really one-on-one -on -one sit down, let's talk about what the program is. That is such a beneficial step to take and that it's not scary at all. <laughs> it's a great step to take and reaching out to start that conversation really started a new chapter in my life. And so if that is what they're looking for, if they're listening to your podcast, they are enjoying the things that you're sharing on social media, they love these subjects, they're resonating with the subjects that it really is worth digging in and seeing how much they can benefit from working with you. And that trusting the process, like I have for the last several months, they will have results that are incredible. I can attest to that and that that is just part of the program and it's so beautiful. That is beautiful, Chelsea. I am, I am so touched by that. I'm so much celebrating your success. I will be celebrating it for days. I know you're celebrating too, because that's a part of our program too, right? Reaching a goal is not just checking off a box. There's so much to soak in and really celebrate and reflect and appreciate that just makes our drive more. So thank you so much for sharing that. How beautiful was that? Thank you for joining Chelsea and I through this interview. If this resonated with you and you want to create a schedule that's energizing and simple to follow, go to misschristywilliams.com and schedule a program consultation with me. That's M-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-Williams.com. And I'll see you next time.